Hello, hello, hello. My name is Veronica. My name's Michelle. Welcome to our podcast. I don't know, to be honest, a safe space for people who do not be knowing. what the hell just happened hey guys hey guys hey guys um yes we're back again with another episode um hi veronica how's it going babes i'm okay i'm okay um i'm even better now that trump is being dragged out of the white house even though you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) how are you guys feeling about that news uh i am kind of I don't know like I was elated yesterday I think I still am to be honest it's just good news that this man is finally going to be out of office we've had enough of him I say we not like I'm American but this man affects the whole damn world yeah so he needs to the POTUS somehow just really has an effect on the on the world like just it just happened Um, and I'm glad he's out of office or he will be out of office one day drag him by his um toupee um and uh oh speaking of which before we even fly in i know you guys are wondering who's that third person uh we have a guest on the show today (laughs) so if you hear her speaking i will quickly introduce her so we can continue our conversation about yay 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 the POTUS is now biden um we have a guest deborah he's my really good friend and um she has decided to agreed to grace us with her presence um to have a nice chit chat um and please Debs do you want to introduce yourself really quickly before we fly right in my name is Deborah um I'm an English teacher in the sticks basically what it is <laughs> what it is ah, De- De- Deborah said she's out here but is she here literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and uh yeah so as we were saying before i um went in with my introduction um yes now that trump is out of office how are we feeling girls i said i was elated i am elated but i don't know biden enough to be like oh my god this is fantastic this is great and this is going to be a you know a huge win for the united states i don't i don't really know enough about this man to be honest so i really and i just feel like with any politician their hands are dirty some way shape or form if their hands aren't dirty their feet are dirty i don't know so i i think i'm more happy about the fact that we have a, a woman um as the vice president at the first woman in that seat so i'm glad because yeah 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 for womanhood um but yeah how are you guys feeling I think no one's under any illusion that Biden's our saviour, or their saviour, our saviour. But I think, I did say before, it's a lesser of two evils. And I think that's why people are happy. Like, it's more comfortable having someone like Biden, even though it's not great necessarily, is a safer space, shall we say. And I'm sure you guys saw the video of that guy who was crying on the news. Um, I, I didn't quite get his name, but it's a big deal Um just because Trump's not there and it's not even as if Biden's gonna be the the pill that we needed but it's just it's just a lot better yeah so for me I think that like I'm just I'm just I'm just more so really really happy to see the meltdown of Donald Trump on Twitter like I love it I love watching it 
And even though I don't have Twitter myself, I've literally just, I've got a tab open just seeing him go, stop the count, stop the fraud, um, as he usually does. But I think on a wider basis, just echoing what you both have said, that this isn't, this isn't something that is going to be abhorrently great for anybody in America. Um, but it's just like, we, there's just like less of an obscene action. I think sometimes when we look at the fact that like, it's a win because you've got somebody that looks like you in a position of power sometimes it kind of leads on to these types of thoughts so it's just like oh well you know like you know diversity and oppression like you know at least at least there's a woman oppressing us versus a man when oppression is wow. oppression you know like I don't want diversity oppression I don't want BAME oppression because if I wanted BAME oppression I go to Nigeria and I can face it from Bahari that's okay if I want that, I know where to go. Like, I know how to get my best. I know how to see my black faces in high places. I'm sorry, like, but like, I know how to, I know, I know where I go to see that. Like, but, um, if, but like, truth, truth be told, I just think it's more so like the fact, I think it's more so, I think I enjoy the fact that people are celebrating the end of Trump because there is something to celebrate mm. in that. However, it's also an acknowledgement of the fact that our politics, if we're saying that this is the lesser of two evils, there begs a question about how do we then define what politics is? Politics has to go further than who you vote for if you understand that when you're voting, you're voting for the lesser of two evils, but then still good needs to be done. And so I think it more so kind of I think this is a great position for everyone that has acknowledged the fact that Biden isn't Biden isn't even a good person he he um he spoke he spoke at the um at the de at the funeral of like some of the hench leader of the KKK so it's not yes, as if yes it's yes. not as if like and then even though Trump's grandpappy is like KKK CEO like these people <laughs> are from the same their birds of a feather are truly flocking and cawing and squawking together but I think it's more so how we can use this use this time to really be thinking about what liberation looks like for us I'm no longer an advocate of telling people to read because I don't think that knowledge necessarily changes things for people that don't want things changed for if reading is what helps you reading is what helps you I think like always learning always being like always being open to like truly being challenged about why you think about certain ways I think I I, I kind of think that's a bit more buff but I think, yeah, we have to be looking inwards to how we help our communities and how we distance ourselves from like this cycle of in the UK every four years or how we, how it's been. Do you know we voted in three elections since we turned 18? Isn't that wild? <laughs> Isn't that fucking wild? Anyway, but like every every few years, this election, elected this, elected that, elected, elected, elected. Don't care, like because all these people are mad anyway. Like, oh. but like, yeah. So it's just more so thinking about how do we actually achieve community care um, mm. in that stream. Yeah, and also okay. just to mention the movers and shakers because the turnout, the turnout for in terms of like the the voting, like there was a lot of work that was happening under like on the grounds yeah by little sub communities like just little like sub is it i wouldn't even call them sub communities like people in i mean what should i say people in power like i guess i don't know how to explain it right i can't even think of the word for it so there are a lot of i think there's what's that woman i forgot her name i was just reading about her stacy abrams yes you know people like that the actual movers and sh like movers and shakers on the ground you know mm. um like there's more room so when we talk about actually making a difference within ourselves within our community because actually when you think about the presidency that is such a big seat that's so far from you know us the people 
Mm. you know so while they're doing things in the grand scheme of things right those grand scheme things don't necessarily affect us in our everyday lives as much you know and as readily so actually a lot of the impact is by the people who are not necessarily the top of the at the top um because they're, they're it's like they're dealing with bigger issues and it not doesn't necessarily filter down to us as readily or as easily or as um quickly mm-hmm. um so it's actually the the leaders of the smaller communities the smaller subdivisions of of community of the country um and that's where i actually see a lot that's what impressed me more than anything actually the people mm-hmm. who did the work on the grounds yeah grassroots change yeah exactly Mm. the grassroots and that to me was i think that's the pride i took from this this election actually Mm. um hearing these names and seeing these people and you're saying okay this is this is what we did to get this this result and that's just to show you what the power the power that even the 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 the, i can't think again can't think of the word but Mm. the power that we this we the people have in Mm. our communities you know the leaders in these small communities have to make changes happen worldwide it's actually huge exactly exactly like um I feel as if like that's one of the what you said is so true Michelle like I know that there's like I know so many people have done studies about like the fact that honestly even though politics plays a huge part in like how resources are allocated from uh from a more like top level there is a lot that we could be doing as communities to ensure that like our communities are more resilient there are lots that we could be doing to give back to like people on our street people on our roads like I know this week has been so wild remember that girl that was like kidnapped when she was walking to school in Mitcham oh goodness gracious yeah sorry trigger word everybody sexual assault I should probably have put that we'll put that in the title for today's episode or something but like um like honestly like I feel as if even even when we think about that and like the way that community care has to happen like on the ground it has to happen internally it has to happen with like you have to deconstruct and this is this is an ode to our minority men that listen to this episode but like because mainly I think the majority of people that listen to us are women or non-binary people but like I think like with the men like you need and also with women as well sometimes people women are toxic like um but we have to deconstruct like how we're actually entering different reactions we have to think about is this a caring thing like why do we think certain people would behave in a certain way like we I would really advocate for people thinking like further than what you know the world to be like everything is an echo chamber just because the echo chamber is just because your echo chamber like might be something about you might be thinking oh an echo chamber is just everybody everybody votes for labor if you're on social media that's what you might think your echo chamber is but you're forgetting an echo chamber is also you thinking that like everyone everyone when they go out they want to eat in Hakkasan everybody when they want to go out they have to they have to wear this type of attire everyone when they they have to cut their hair a certain way they have to wear their lashes a certain way that's all echo chambers like echo chambers validate what you know to be normal like you have to push past all of that stuff and see life as it is in its entirety and if you're black and you listen or if you're like Asian or Arab and you listen you need to look at like the different shades of what your community comes in and accept people and work on not being 
diversity and oppression because people are oppressed by their own communities every single day like we need to work further than that we need to be thinking about how we take care of people that is more than what like political organizations can give to people because at the end of the day you're, you're fighting for scraps like you're fighting for scraps that like and that is and and really on on the ground imagine like you're fighting for scraps which is which is fair enough they are holding too much resources disseminate the thing but i don't think disseminating the thing will come at a cost of us actually advocating them for them to disseminate the thing people that hold power don't don't let go of their power because you ask them can i have some power please no mm. <laughs> that's not how things work <laughs> no not at all not at all but yeah before honestly like we could spend hours talking about this I really stuff, could. right? <laughs> we, we, we genuinely could. Um, and we, 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 if we have the time, we will definitely continue mm-hmm. discussion, this discussion, this discussion off pod. But um, if we want to hone in on what we trying to do today, mm-hmm. as we said, it's been, it's been, wow, what an intro. We've come in with power, power in the intro to this pod. But let's go, let's take things a little bit lightly now and just play our game, our game that we usually play every time that we have a guest on the pod. Two trees and a lie. And mm-hmm. um, shout out to one of our listeners who keeps coming for me and my failure to do this properly. <laughs> you know yourself, you know yourself. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so we're going to do start again with two trees and a lie. And I am going to have you, Deborah kick us off and then without copping out I'm gonna go second um challenge myself to be able to think quicker um and do this properly and then Veronica if you're happy to wrap up with the last um the last being the being the last wow um you go next after me ah (laughs) okay English is not English in today happy and I'm an English teacher Okay, Deborah. Teachers and lie. If you, whenever you're ready, fire away. Um, I was about to say never have I ever. <laughs> oh wait, she, is the theme the theme is education, right? For this one. Yes. The theme yes. Is education. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the pressure. Uh, okay. In primary school. Oh, hold on. Can I go second? <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> I am screaming. Okay, okay. I, okay, now I have to go first. Damn it. You know, sometimes when you just overshoot, you challenge yourself too much. <laughs> now I've challenged myself to say I'm going second. Now I have to be first. For God's sake. That's okay. I'll go with it. Um, okay. Um, two truths and a lie. Right. So I went to primary school in a different country. I was a prefect in secondary school um and because the prefect ship was oversubscribed they had to make a new new role new prefect ship title which really didn't make sense um called reading prefect and uh i repeated uh yeah what do you guys call it in this country now because I was going to say primary four but year four (laughs) year four in it yeah Mm. I repeated year four um in well year four of primary school okay Debs you want to go first or should I go first I'm torn between two 
Because... Wow, you better not be the repeat one because I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> so that <laughs> means we know that the repeat one is a fake. No, it could easily be true, but it's just the fact that you're torn between two. <laughs> it could easily be true, but it's just like... That's no, I'm torn between two because I, I don't know what your primary education was like. Um, but I think, and I can't remember, I can't remember if you were a reading prefect. This says a lot about our friendship, hey? Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the lie was the, Niger- oh, <laughs> the fact that you repeated year four. Yeah, um, I I would say the yeah, lie is that you would that you repeated year four, but I mainly think that that's the lie because I know you went to primary school in Nigeria, um, and I have a funny feeling that if you wanted to be something, some something would have to move in order for Michelle to be that thing. So I think that one is probably a lie. But if you repeated year four, on honestly, yeah, I don't I think that's a lie too. I don't know, but then you'd hide it if it was a you'd hide it if it was the truth. You yeah, like you're not gonna shame. be like, oh, by the way, guys, I repeated primary four. Well, I could have actually, because then it technically would make sense that you guys didn't know that until now, because I've been hiding it so well. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Mm. So, so it could be the truth. That's what I'm saying. That I'm just admitting to it now because I've been hiding it. That's true. Do you know what I mean she gets, she gets, she gets mathematics? I understand. Me. Yes. <laughs> But you guys are right. You guys are right. I never actually did primary four. I did. I skipped from primary from year wow. four, year three Ooh. to year five. I was just too intelligent to have oh, to wow. do year four. So that's why technically I should be in the year above. Um, they brought me back when I moved oh. to this country. When I moved back here, they were like, "Yeah, you're too young to be in year ten. You have to do year nine again." And it's because oh. I missed. I, I skipped a year in Nigeria, um, and I'm also flattered. Not flattered. I'm thankful that you guys. Um, would think that that's also a lie. I don't know if you did it as process of elimination, but also the fact that it's just very not like me to repeat. I'm, I genuinely just, I don't really, I, I'm, a, I'm an academic in it. I'm an academic. So I rarely have have um, like failed exams or not gonna lie, my history would say otherwise. But um, <laughs> I, was, I used to be, I used to be mad intelligent. That's all I've got to say, used to, past tense. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yes, you guys are correct. So my truth, two truths okay. and a lie. Um, uh, in my entire, <laughs> entire, in my entire um, school career, I was never removed or parked. Mm. Um, in secondary school, I was head girl, and in primary school, I made fun of a boy because he had a big bottom lip. A young black male. You see, the thing is that in primary <laughs> school, like I feel like because we were all toxic, you know, we were all we were, we were all actually how far can you call like a, an under ten under ten year old person toxic? But we were all products <laughs> of the anti black environment we lived in. So Indeed. I'm I'm tempted to say that that bottom one was the truth. Now you've told us you're a head girl, so I think the other one is a lie. This is just my process of elimination, though. So Michelle, what is your thing? Um, of course, I'm I'm. I have I know she was head girl um mm. because we went to the same secondary school so and uh never been parked I'm not gonna lie I do think that you have been parked before what's parked is this a thing? oh gosh 
it's a South London thing. I, I, gang, gang. Was <laughs> gang, gang. Devil was a good girl. And then I think I remember the day she got parked. Like, <laughs> I think I know the day that she got parked and she'd be disruptive. I think I know that day. Because Deborah's quite a good, Deborah's a good girl at school. Mm. She didn't really used to move mad. She wasn't wayward. So I feel like there was, a, she went for a moment of rebellion and ended up parked. Parked means, you know, when you're in lesson and you're being so disruptive and they kick you out of the lesson and they put you in another, another lesson. It's a disciplinary action. They park you. So basically, oh my God, they basically they put people in, pr- in prison. Is this not prison? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they so you say you're in maths, yeah? You're in maths and you've been disruptive in the math lesson. They kick you out of that math lesson and they might put you in another, like, because they won't put you in a, in like in just in a, any room they will just put you as the in a, it's weird why did they move you to another lesson that's has nothing to do with you by the way <laughs> you're just in it in it deborah i, I mean I, that's we still do that today yeah they yes, move you into another lesson so now you could literally be in like geography and it, it's almost like they know that the, that's just not good it's not going to be productive for your time you're missing out on your lesson for something you fully you're not even in a lesson that you understand what's happening you're just in there <laughs> because and you're at the back as well they just put you there so they can keep an eye on you. That's very That's wild. basically what parked, parked means. And then obviously there's other things that they can do when they suspend you, which we didn't get that. What was the other one? Oh, yeah, detention after. Report. Report, yeah, green, red. yeah. Yeah, all those other all things. Mm, yeah, so I remember, I think I remember the day they parked their brother because I was wondering why she in this lesson. <laughs> I think I remember that day. <laughs> so based on that, I think the, the bottom, so that, so you said you've never been parked, but I know you've been parked. So that's the lie. And the other one's the truth, the, the bottom lip. Well, the bottom lip is the truth? Yeah, I think that's the truth. That's the, wait, that's what? The, is the two truths or the lie, no? The, the bottom lip oh, and wait, the head yeah. girl is the truth. Okay, cool. And yeah. Veronica, yours was? Bottom lip and head girl. Um, so the lie is I was actually deputy head girl. Oh, head girl. I'm screaming. You, you know what? You know what, right? there was Deborah. something in semantics. Yes, yeah, so, uh, Deborah. You know what? I was thinking this because D was head girl. Yes, D and to this day girl. she doesn't let me forget it. D was head girl. So the minute I said it, I was like, mm, I think there was another person who was in that role. But as I far as I'm concerned, one. as far as I'm concerned, I was, I was, I was voted by the people, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I feel like she got in on the teacher vote. And um, that's all politics <laughs> there. We won't go wow. into that. Wow. She said, she, so basically she got in by the electoral college, not the popular vote, madam. Not the popular vote. <laughs> I mean. Veronica. Mm-hmm. You go. Oh, my turn. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> um, so I went to the same sixth form. Like I went to the same sixth form that was in my school. That was one of mine. Um, when I was younger, I um, when I was in primary school, I ran into a wall and I um, bust open my head. Wow. And I used to uh, get really annoyed by the way when people would read, actually, I used to put conkers in people's bag and play a game with my friends called Strawberry Shortcake. And at the end of the day, everybody would just tip so many conkers out of people's bag, but it would just be me just randomly putting conkers in people's bags what's a conker is the, is the first question a conker yeah, what's a conker you, you guys how do i just deborah do you know a what a conker is like yeah it's like a brown um it's kind of it looks like a 
big nut, but it's not a nut. It's not. It's like it's... some sort of hollow. What is it actually? I think it. It I comes from trees. It comes from a tree. You see it on the ground in autumn time, and weirdly, it was always around schools. Like that's the only place you see conkers. Like conkers come from like a conker tree, and like they're brown. Is it those uh, things that the squirrels play? The squir- squirrels, wow, squir- squirrels. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they play with it, but like sometimes, um, yeah, it looks like that. Oh, okay. Um, right, Debs, do you want to go first? I would. I want to say the first one's the lie, just because. I mean, she came up with a name and everything: strawberry shortcake or something, strawberry cheesecake. Okay. Um. What was the middle one again? The middle one was that when I was in primary school, I ran into a wall and buffed my head. Okay, I think the first one's alone. Okay. The first one about... Um... Oh, excuse me. The first one about me going and... To your sixth form. Okay, cool. From your school, yeah. Right, why do I feel like you've said four things? Okay, I think that the busting your head open might be the a tree one of the truths mm. just because i think i can if it's in if there's i don't know if there's a little shiny thing on your head i'm just trying to imagine your face right now where it could have been something that you when you injured yourself as a, as a young person i don't know if i'm just imagining a, a, a little tiny scar on your head or mm. if it's just if, there, if there's actually one there um and then i also think the conquer is the conkers also sounds like something doesn't sound like something you would do but also I think you have I know you have moments of like silliness but I don't know if it's as far as conkers and bags but I don't think you went to the same sixth form as you did well would I actually because you have some long-term friends (laughs) followed I didn't go to your sixth form I know (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay, Deborah. Okay, okay. You right. There's a hard right. one to be fair because I was even thinking one. you could have been a victim of strawberry cheesecake or whatever it was called, as opposed to being a player. I'm yelling. So, I'm yelling. It's a bit yeah. techy. I don't really know. It's a bit techy. What was little be like? <laughs> that's what. No, that's I thought I said a mischievous streak. She does. What I said. I'm a She does. She does. Okay, I think I think the the lie is the first one, and the truths are the the conquer and the busting your head open. Okay, so you are both incredibly right. Um, I went to a different <laughs> sixth form, um, but like what I like, you know what's actually so strange and so crazy to me, the fact that like it's it's because I've made obviously friends with you guys later in my life. What you interpret of me versus what like my friends from like that I've known since I was younger would interpret of me are too very different. That is something I would play. I would put conkers down people's backs. I would put feathers down people. I was such a weird little kid. <laughs> and now when I look back at it, I'm like, how are you guys thinking this is not me? Cause this is the most me thing ever. It came to a point where Gladys and my friends had to perform an intervention to tell me to stop what? doing it. That's how mad I would put it in my teacher's bags. I'd be like, and I'd be like, <laughs> oh my god I was like this like but I loved it I was like truly in my nerd weird girl bag like that was me and I was like really accepted for being that person that's something I really loved about school so I wasn't like I wasn't bullied for being obviously people like you're so fucking strange but then there's a difference between you're so fucking strange because that literally now looking at it from the outside in 
yeah, I was a bit of a weirdo, but I wasn't bullied for it. And mm. I think that I don't think most people have that experience with them trying to be themselves as well. So I'm like, n- now that you guys say it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, yeah, of course that doesn't sound like me. Because I come like, oh, she's serious now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know that because I can mean. imagine a mischievous, I can imagine a mischievous look on your face. So I, can, <laughs> I know that. And also I've seen pictures of Veronica in youth. Oh. Um, and so I can imagine that person to be the sort of person that 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 you know puts conkers in bags. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but... one day, <laughs> one day I will ask. I will ask one of our friends that is didn't even go to my prime my um one of our friends Ayo basically he he didn't even go to our secondary school. Well, my secondary school obviously because I went to a, an all girls school, and he's obviously a guy. I only met him in uni, but somehow he has the entire catalogue of me from year seven to year 11 saved on his phone i don't know how (laughs) i don't know how that's very strange that's very strange but there was a time he was collecting a lot of photos of us (laughs) and just randomly send it to you like two weeks he's not speaking and he just asked the conversation starter he will send you a photograph of yourself that he didn't know he had so that was that was typical typical IO behavior but yeah so without further ado without further ado um we can we would like to so as Deborah has introduced herself as a as a teacher she's an English teacher um I would like for you Deborah to kind of give us a bit more context as to what you do obviously we're not really spilling our tea of locations because you know we're not trying to we're not really trying to expose ourselves like that you know some we should need to maintain some level of privacy um but yeah if you could give us a bit more information about what you do um where you do it in terms of like area but not necessarily the specific location and we'll just we'll go from there we just want to know what what it's like um, as a teacher an, an educator in this climate in this country um, and in your um, area. Okay, so um, I don't really have like a romantic story to tell you about why I'm a teacher and you know the mission. Well, I guess the mission's becoming clearer, but that I'll go on to that. So um, it was two years out of uni. I was trying everything and anything to get a job. Um, I just studied psychology. I hope I'm not giving too much away, but I studied psychology, um, but I wasn't sure about what I wanted to do. I mean, that's fair. I made a decision when I was 18 or 17, actually, or 16, because I'm young. I don't really know. But um, I feel like the pressure was on for my parents. Like, yeah, you need to go to uni, so figure it out. So <laughs> I was like, cool, I'll do psychology and I'll convert to law. Um, and then along the way, somehow I ended up on a drug and alcohol placement in Northwest London. And um, I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do law anymore. But also I'm not sure that I'm necessarily ready to do this whole, because it was heavy. Like the stories I was told, it was so, so heavy. I was like, I feel like for right now, this isn't where I want to be. And that was okay. So coming out of uni, I was like, I would say I was lost. I literally did courses. I got scammed. It was a, I was trying to do a HR course. I got scammed by this company called Silver Hill. Um, uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was really painful. It was really painful. <laughs> um, but all the while I was tutoring um, and then it just got to a point where I was just like, what do I do? Like, what do, like, what do I really want from life? And I was like, to be honest, like, even though I said with my chest from the young that I would never be a teacher, like, 
like there's something in me that wants to work with not wants to work with children in a weird way but like wants to like just have a be a positive influence in younger lives even if it's not teaching so I was like you know what let me just give this whole teach first lark a go um so I did and I was successful and I was like cool I want a primary 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 placement in London and they say bet here's a secondary placement in the east of England (laughs) yeah so I was like oh oh okay um and to be honest, I could have probably argued my case more for staying because a lot of Londoners who were moved or they attempted to move, they fought their case and then they actually were able to stay, but I didn't. I was like, you know what, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, so I moved. I've been here. This is my third year now. And yeah, it's been definitely been interesting. Like, I feel like it's, it was actually so important for me to be here because it's like the students relate to me and this isn't necessarily all the students but I mean first of all they thought I was 18 which is wild in itself they thought I was like on placement because they were like you look so young madam um so I thought I was like a sixth form while doing placement to learn how to be a teacher I was like no I'm actually a real teacher but I think they they liked the fact that I understood what I was saying even when they weren't trying to be understood they liked the fact that they were just understood differently and they'd come to me and share their experiences and I was like you know what actually I'm here for people like you because people a lot of people who do teach first they're like there were so many people from Oxbridge people mm. from Durham like all these you know the big institutions mm. say what mm-hmm. um, places <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah you could call it that um and they could have been there and I feel like the students lives that I were I was able to impact wouldn't have been impacted if they were there instead so like despite the fact that I wasn't eager to be here um you know it's my third year here I don't have to be here anymore but I still chose to stay and it's like I know I know why I'm here and I know like I'm so happy to like that whenever I leave like I've like lives would have been touched because of my presence there so yeah I know it's cringe but mm. yeah so that's what I do I'm an English teacher I don't have an English degree um, definitely learning on the job, but I do the best I can. This is absolutely Deborah. That is such a beautiful explanation. Like honestly, yeah. truly, like honestly, you can tell that this is a kind of directional thing that's like bigger than you. Like it's just yeah. like okay, I've been directed here. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna fill my vocation. I've been directed here. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna do what I need to do, and I'm so grateful that even kids have you in the place it's just like you were saying that you are coming to them from a more realistic not mm. I'm here with all this theory of teaching that one plus one is equal to two and I'm here to tell you that it's a two thing and it's just like sometimes it's just like just just calm down um and I think that is definitely something that I think we should all learn in all of our in our, all of our professions but you raised a really good point about not knowing Yet when you when you're teaching, it feels like it's something that's like this is where I'm meant to be. But I don't think that doesn't excuse from it being hard. So what are the positives and the negatives of you being a teacher as well as being a teacher, a black teacher in the east of England? I don't know if that has its own positives and negatives too. Oh, so focusing specifically on being a black educator, what's the positive and what are the positive yeah. negatives? Yeah. Oh, what a question. Um, <laughs> That's hard. 
because straight, straight away the negatives came to mind and obviously we don't we don't we don't do you know what it is i think despite all the like cute stuff i just said is the hard is is hard like i think even despite the fact that i'm black just moving away like and doing life because it's not the same as being in university like you all move or many of you moved during university you're all doing this thing together like there's so many of you on the same page and you have like a community of like people on your level but I came by myself and this is something I complained about time and time again like how can you move me to Peterborough and no one from my cohort first of all I was the only black person in my cohort um mm-hmm. so there were 60 of us in the east of England I was the only black person I was like okay um, and you've moved me to a place I don't know, with no one that, do you know what I mean? I was just like, what did you people do to me? Like, um, but so I think, first of all, it's not that I'm isolated, but there was obviously an element of isolation because it's like, you people don't, I don't, I remember, sorry guys, I'm like kind of all over the place, but I no, remember fine. feeling so out of place. Like it was our first so during um, summer, after I got the teacher's placement, we had like six, five or six weeks in different places. So we were in Leeds for a week. I was in Canterbury for two weeks. I was in Peterborough for a few days. Like I was like literally all over the place as part of the training. And I was just like, I remember like calling my big brother and I was like, I just felt out of place. I was like, these people are like me. Mm. I can't relate to none of these people. Not that they were making me feel out of place, but I was just like... Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it was imposter imposter syndrome or something like that, but my brother was like, if anything, the fact that you're here with all the people that you're comparing yourself to is testament to like, even though you didn't start off with necessarily privilege or I don't know, the start to life that they had, you've been able to like work your way up to this level where you're on an equal foot with them. And that should give you confidence more than anything, as opposed to you feeling out of place that you earn Mm. your right to be here. And I said, okay, cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess that's something that I have been grappling with throughout. Like, I very much am aware that, cool, yeah, I deserve to be here. Like, actually, like, I do. Mm. But then at the same time, it's like, you don't see your people. And I feel that I don't see my people, um, my people being my brown. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't, I don't know. Um, no. so the difficulty, there's difficulty mm. in that aspect. I think even as a teacher... Um, for example, we were doing we were doing Black History Month. Um, obviously, Black History Month was last month, and I'd been at this is my third year now at the school, and like in the past two years, they didn't do anything. And I remember like the first year, I must have come with like my during like Black History Month, I came with like my African red head wrapped to school, and like there was just nothing happening. I was like, oh, like you people don't celebrate Black History Month, like what? That was so weird to me, and I was just like, but obviously at that time, I was still training through Teach First, so it's like. I don't, I didn't feel like I had a voice to kind of say anything. I was still like just learning how to like do this teaching luck. Mm-hmm. Um, so then this year, um, I did make a fuss, especially in light of like everything that's been going on from like COVID and like how it impacts blame people in the West to um, obviously George Floyd, like obviously it's all the Black Lives Matter protests, all of it. I just, it was so aggravating for me that the school said nothing. Oh, mm. that really pained me. The school said nothing. And it was only after, like, people started complaining, like, the CEO 
of our acad- um, academy trust. He then sent out an email about it. And I was like, oh, this, is, this isn't good enough. And even one of my students, when I came back, he was like, madam, they just don't care about us. I was no, like, oh, that literally that broke my heart. I was like, oh, this is so painful. So I said, no, do you know what? I need to do something. So um, I made a fuss. I made PowerPoints. I made, mm. I was trying to integrate Black History. Yes, Deborah. Campaign. So um, proud of I, you. Thank you. <laughs> like, PHSE lessons. I was like, I went to the principal. I was like, sir, we need to do something because we can't not do anything. Like, it's a joke. Mm. And then we did videos. Oh, my gosh, guys. Please, I need you. I'm gonna show you this video link. Mm. You guys need to play it up. I want one of my students to go viral because he, he wrote a rap about Black History Month and it was the most beautiful thing. Mm. I was like, you are actually a king. So like it was just so nice um to kind of be able to do that. And the reception was largely great. It was great. Um people were like, oh this was this was such a good idea, like well done, we love this, da da da, you're so passionate. But then my mentor, she didn't even say anything. She didn't even like the email I sent. She didn't even say, well done, Debs. Literally nothing. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing it for recognition. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I was doing it for the student who felt like no one cared about him. Mm-hmm. And, like, just generally, like, because the students feel so much. And I don't feel like they necessarily had an outlet. Like, during, sorry, I know I'm going back and forth from my story. No, 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 come on. <laughs> yeah. During COVID, um, obviously, schools were shut. But then towards the end, it was open for year 10, like ahead of year 11. Mm. And one of my students, she wrote a poem um, called I Can't Breathe, obviously inspired by George Floyd. And she said her parents are struggling. She's a young black, she's Nigerian. Um, her parents were like struggling to talk to her about it because they just felt like it was too much. So, like even the parents are overwhelmed. And it's like, she has all these feelings. And another person, mm. one of my students, she like um, drew a picture and painted it. And I was like, they have so many feelings, but they have no outlet. So I was mm. like... Um, I'm doing it for those students essentially because they they ha- want to say stuff, but they don't have places to they don't have a platform to share it. So I said I I can be that person, and if that's part of the reason I'm here, then cool, I'll do it. Um, so yeah, I'm doing it for those students, and she did, but she didn't like it. I was just like, oh, mm. not that I did it for you, but it would be nice if, if as my mentor, like, oh, Deb, you know what, you did a really good job with that. Mm. Like, well done, but nothing. I was like, okay, cool, it's whatever. Like, we keep it pushing. Um, so I think, I think. What I'm trying to say with all of this is, I think one of the difficulties of being a black educator here is that, or especially in the space I'm in, in the school I'm in, I think some people found it awkward. Hmm. <laughs> some people find it awkward and that manifests mm. in their choices to not say anything or like a picture or, mm. or not a picture, like um, the video. I think one of the difficulties is I feel that there are, awkward and I feel like some people don't know how to talk to me and I don't know if I'm reading too much into stuff because Mm -hmm. I might be but I feel like it's hard for me to feel comfortable when I don't feel that they feel comfortable or they don't know how to like talk to me and like I don't know Mm. so I think that's one of the difficulties um of being a black educator where I am um but that being said they are trying I guess so they made a we made a BAME committee and I was included as in like some meeting and stuff like that so there is some I guess things are looking better than when I started like I can say it like that mm. um but yeah I don't know but mm. one of the joys I guess is I have 
I guess a wealth of experience is interesting, like coming outside to teach because I think a lot of people felt like, oh my gosh, London is so bad. Like when you go outside, it's going to be a breeze. It's really not a breeze. Mm. Um, But I've actually come to learn more about Eastern European people where Mm. I didn't necessarily have that much knowledge before. And um, it's funny because it's like the slang we use Mm. or like the popular slang that I guess gets put, like is discussed in classes in London, like coming here is a lot of um, like Urdu. That's the slang that even the young white males are sharing in class. And I just found that, like, I, like, I like that. Like, it's cool. Like, mm. it's interesting how just the different plays, the different influences on their like pop culture, so should we say. But mm. um, yeah, there's, there's, there's pros and cons. But I do like the fact that, like I said, I'm a young black teacher that even though they're not that many black students that a lot of them can just relate to like you know what madam you're a bit like us and we like that mm. like cool one thing one thing i love is that they call you madam i'm definitely gonna call this thing madam debs <laughs> madam debs yeah um, it's cute it was a while to get my i was like huh but yeah it's just so normal to me now but it's cute it's cute um yeah but I was I was thinking I was like sorry Debs I cut you off that's all I wasn't really saying anything (laughs) (laughs) nah I was I was thinking I was like this sounds like what you said it sounds like firstly one of the cons and stuff it's I feel as if this is what happens when it's like these attitudes of scarcity like you know and by what I mean by this is that you're only saying that a few black people can ever make it to a certain space it but then you know that like you know you know that there are so many capable black tutors teachers you know that there are so many capable black people that would like to be teachers etc but you're not funneling the kind of resource pipeline that allows these people to be teachers if they want to be and then what it then manifests as is when you when you're like the only black person in a certain space or like the only black person that wants to do a certain thing because black people can do all the things that they want to do it also then turns into be a situation where you're always feeling that the effect of like the negativity and I find that like from what you've said I'm like this is so shit because we know like how shit like the education system is for like black students anyway and then you're a black teacher that just wants to give people an outlet that just wants to do this and then like the the, the because you're like the only black person that's there so you ha- it's like you almost have to be the voice for these people and it's not mm. as if it's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I feel as if that's like something like it's a good thing. But it's kind of like, Maggie, when are we going to get a break? <sighs> when are we going to get a break? Um, but like, um, one thing I will, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was, no, that's all. Um, I think based on what you said, I think yes and no. Obviously, I came here through Teach First. So I was like, and the people that were being moved out, they didn't want to be moved out. So I think there's, it is, about funneling people in, but also some of them don't want to be here because they already know what they're going to be up against. And I guess they don't want to smoke, so they choose mm, not to. Exactly. So it's, it's tricky in that sense. Like, there are other black teachers in the school. Um, I think there are four. Mm-mm. I think there are four. Um, obviously, all SLT... Anyway, let's not get, get into that conversation. <laughs> SLT is senior leadership, team, by the way, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. There's a few blackies. We came together in <laughs> the main group. Oh, gosh. Sorry, guys. One of my students, he literally, we would, he's in year seven. 
I was doing the, we were looking at uh, Madam Mary Seacole um, because we're looking at Victoria London. I was like, yeah, she was about in that time. Let's, let's have a conversation. Let's look at um, Victorian history through this lens. And then one of the students, I think the question I asked was uh, something about how do you think black Victorians would have been treated or something? And he went into so much detail about how they all refer to them as, oh, you, you blackies, you blackies. I was like, yeah, you're today. in your seven. <laughs> First of all, you're in your seven. Like, and that's mm-hmm. not, that's not really what I asked you to do. I'm not going to lie. But oh, I was just like, I don't know. There is a lot. And I think in times like that, I was just like, I'm really doing this fight alone. Not that mm-hmm. I'm alone, but it's like, because I'm one hour, well, I see him five times a week, so I'm five hours a week. And it's kind of like what you guys were saying before about, I don't know if this was part of the recording, actually, but you were mentioning how um, we, in terms of our nurture role and the influence we have as educators, because they spend a lot of time in school and all of that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when it comes to secondary school, like like I said, I'm five hours out of the week. Mm. so there's so many other influences and it's mm. like I don't know where that blackie statement came from mm. either primary school or your family itself but it's just like there's a there's a, I can try but there it needs it needs to be like a community effort kind of what you're saying yeah. before Veronica like mm. I can't do it alone like mm. I can't do it alone and it's and it's too know. much black women it's a lot saving, it is, saving, saving is too much it is a lot and actually in the context of nature nurture actually or the nurture thing um just i don't think that i think that was off pod actually but just a bit of context there was as a an educator so just in general so when we think about um socialization of individuals so you're born you get your basic training and home training, God willing, home training from your parents. <laughs> this is actually, yeah, this is actually, there's a podcast full of Nigerians. You, you know? Get <laughs> you, get your home, you get your home training Boy. from your parents, you know, or whoever is raising you. So it might not be your parents, it might be an your grandma, your grandma, mm. whoever is raising you in the um, context of, you know, the, the household. Um, that's where you get a lot of your um, initial nurturing, right, from. So you, and it's not just what they tell you, it's also what you see in that context as well. So, Mm. you know, young children absorb and it's what they see that they will do typically, especially when they're young. And then they go into school from however young, what is it, from when they're like three, four, start reception, it's still Mm. young, still picking up little, little habits there from their, their, you know, Tommy and whoever else, Shade. Tommy and Harry. Reception. And then of course, there's a lot of the build up. So as, because I'm trying to think of my journey, my journey is a little bit more um, staggered up, down and everywhere not as straight not as straight a line as this typical um you know educational background and you know I've lived in different places um so it's been a bit broken up and experienced a bit different but if you were thinking about the straight journey you're born you're raised in your household you start school at a young a very young age um a lot of your behavioral behavior starts to you know either you you start to form your own your behavior starts to get formed from again what you see at home but also what you see in school and then you start to spend more time in school than you do at home and so there's a lot of nurturing that then comes from your society your community in school you know mm-hmm. so it's what the knowledge that's imparted into you as a young person by the your educators um not just the academic thing but the whole discipline side of things as well because 
your your um, educators do discipline you, whether it's with an iron fist, um, depending on where you are, or with you know little things like we said, parking and exclusions and report cards and you know those things that shape your behavior and idea of right and wrong um in school anyway and it's like when you think about so where i'm going with this is when you think about um the nurture as, as an educator um as much as these kids are coming with what they have learned from home what they've been taught or what they've seen from home we have there's a window of opportunity for educators to impart knowledge not just knowledge about the academic side of things but also like how to behave building character you know you're the examples for them in school mm. peers. so that's what we were basically talking about that like if if you're like for example you're 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 trying to raise upstanding citizens yeah you're trying to educate them that tell them what they should know you know the facts and um so english how to how to write an essay how to do this how to read how to interpret you know if you're thinking is it anthropology is, is it anthropology i've always forgotten anthology the, anthology was that the one you um with the, oh um, the poem poems yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so english lit and english yeah um and so in in that context you're teaching them that but also when they are misbehaving you're telling them you shouldn't do this because of this or you know if you're disrupting the class for 20 minutes you're going to be held back for 20 minutes they start to <laughs> learn that actually maybe i shouldn't disrupt the class <laughs> maybe i shouldn't be disruptive you know so there's that discipline side of things as well so it's like okay. you can try exactly but it's like five hours a week compared to how much influence especially when you're trying to teach them something like a I guess a marginalized area um of education like again just mm. you know how to be um a pro- how to behave and rationalize appropriate like think and behave appropriately and um how to not be a problematic individual in, <laughs> and if, if nobody else in the world is teaching them that and you only have them five hours a week how much are you fighting a losing battle? How much of an influence are you having on these children, these kids? I think, exactly. yeah. Michelle, I think to add to your point, I think that like, it's like always important still. I feel as if like, yeah, there is definitely, I feel as if there's two conversations. There's a really, really big conversation to have, right? With people as in like, everyone needs to be pulling the buck on educating everybody and liberating everybody in the way that we mm. see this world. Like we all need to wake up what's the meme where it goes wake up wake up (laughs) we all need to do we all need to be doing up that with each other like definitely we can't keep on relying on well I guess this is like the way that society is built that like when you have a society that's like built on the backs of black people what that means is that you're looking always for black people to fix the problem because like and so mm. like and because you know like sometimes I've been realizing that sometimes people have been saying words but sometimes I'm, I don't realize what those words mean but you know like when people are like oh this like when people are like oh the world is built on racism that means internally you're waiting for black people to solve a problem before you ever look at it because you're like oh no it's not my problem then so I feel as if there's a wider thing of people to realize that the way that this world works is not it's not equitable even if you're a white human being or you're it's definitely not equitable if you're a black person but it's 100 percent not equitable if you're a white person because public health i'm coming from a public health landscape people but like public health will even tell you education will even tell you that like that there's so many disparities even when we're looking at you white and even when you're looking at white people anyway so what is 
what is the truth so I feel as if like we need to be thinking about like everyone needs to pick up the buck that's conversation number one and conversation number two is like how do we help the people that are actually doing the work because like honestly I feel as if you know like back in school days right there might be some people that's just like oh my gosh only one person ever believed in me and then that was that's the reason why I done xyz so I feel as if there's always a point to try but then likewise trying until you know your hands are black and blue trying until you've got blood coming out of your eyes because you're sick and tired trying until your ears are bleeding your voice has been lost because you've been you're because you're trying to advocate for people but no one is listening so you're shouting at the top of your lungs it's like an a spiritual battle with the soul and I feel as if this is why we as black people that are on journeys to do different things and different in different avenues of life where we're trying to like um where we're trying to speak on liberation of like our communities we also need to really really care about the way that we nourish and nurture ourselves so mm. that's one thing I want to ask you Deb like keeping all of this in mind, like how do you put back into yourself or what can we as your mates do to help put back into you? Because baby girl, you doing the things, you doing the absolute things. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> That's an interesting question. Um, an interesting question. Sorry, grammar check. Um, <laughs> uh, how do I put back into myself? I feel like realistically, I haven't done a good job I'm not going to lie to you. Mm -hmm. um, it was hard when I was in uni simultaneously teaching. But I just think generally, I just I just don't do it. And that's not, it's not good enough. And I need to change because I was looking at my, um, my goals for the year. And one of them was like, put your health first, make sure you're taking vitamins, et cetera, et cetera. All of my friends gave me like New Year's resolutions. And I was just looking through them like, wow, you really didn't do much. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But... I don't know. I need to make conscious this choices to just take time for myself. And I guess it's kind of like what um, you guys were saying last week on the pod, not last week, a couple of weeks ago on the pod about candles. And I mean, that was for a different reason, of course, but, you know, candles. Yeah, just, I don't know. I need to make a conscious decision to just do better for myself because it's like I put so much into others nurturing the generations below us yeah but like I need you need to I need to put back into myself as well it's so important so I'm trying to make a conscious decision to do that and I think really it comes down to better routine so that I'm using my time in a way where I prioritize and I create space for that mm -hmm. um but in terms of the other thing you were saying about the wider conversations that we need to have I think if there were more if there was more diversity in the upper roles when it comes to schools there's so many but obviously SLT and if we're an academy the CEOs of academies and things like that I think that will be easier because it wouldn't just be me and a few others trying to fight this fight yeah. there'll be you know from a SLT perspective yeah it will feed mm. down into it anyway um so I guess that's okay. the fight that that we're trying to fight but I think ultimately like I am gonna do what I need to do as long mm. as I can do it, especially while I'm here, because I think it would be such a shame for me to be here and not, do you know what I mean? Especially mm. when, like, they're crying out for it. Because, like, I am trying to raise a generation of, like, better humans. And <laughs> as hard as that is, do you know what I mean? The change mm. needs to come. And I think I'm not exclusionary in any way, shape or form at all. But, like, especially when it comes to, like, our young black men, like, I really just want to... Because there's just so much that they go through um and I think <sighs> it's heavy man 
Mm. Um, but it just needs to be done. And I just want to raise men that are better than the men, some of the men, many of the men that um, mm. I guess we've encountered. So if I can start there, that's what I'm going to do. Why are you making noises, madam? I said, ooh, ooh, child. Raise the men. Raise the men. Different. You see, me on one part, I'm just like, yes, Debs, 100%. I'm also like, why is it always black women? (laughs) Where are you? What? (laughs) Anyway, but like, um, but I I think I feel as if it's just like, um, yeah, I feel like you're absolutely beautiful, Debs. And I also want to like reiterate to you, like, don't, you you can't beat yourself into a, being a new person. Like there has been never any any human being in this world, right? That if they've beaten themselves up to get to a destination or they've beaten themselves up to reach a goal, they have lost a lot more than what they've gained by the goal. It almost seems as though like yeah. the goal is like stupid. It comes because of her. The, imagine like, you're like, okay, I want to achieve this, but to achieve this, I've got to cut half of my body off. You're like, mm. okay, you've achieved this thing, but half of your body is lying in the gutter. So where is <laughs> it's almost like when you put it like that? <laughs> yeah. So you, you can't you can't beat yourself into change. Like it it the, mm. the what you you can you can definitely reach the goal you want to get, but what you lose in comparison, like you you're you're too you're too worth way more than that. So what I would mm. say is that like on a beautiful level, like Debs, you're trying every single day. Like even I know like how much like. Because by the way, like Debs and Michelle are friends from day. And so I know how much like you and your friendship with Michelle, like don't like that you pour into yourself and like you guys, you both pour into each other. Don't think that like that isn't a form of like pouring into yourself and recalibrating yourself when you're having your girls nights, when you had your birthday party, that was literally like a tea. That's all <laughs> part of you. That was all part of you, like pouring into yourself as well. Like you pour into yourself in different ways. And of course, like there's definitely more that everyone could be doing, but number one, it's a pandemic. Two, it's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. It's and let's not forget. And let's not forget. Number two, I think it's like, you know, like how you said your health and your vitamins and stuff. Something that's helped me because I'm anemic, but every week I'd be forgetting to take my iron. <laughs> and then on a Sunday, I'm collapsing in the bed. Like, oh, babe. <laughs> no, did, you know, did, if, in case you didn't know, that's also Debra's situation. So y'all could chat about this anemia. Oh, I'm screaming. No, like. Easy struggle. <laughs> honestly, and for me, what I've done now is like, I put my iron tablets where I do my skincare because I try not to forget my skincare. So it's right Mm. next to one of my things. So if I see, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I always try and have water in a water bottle near my room. So the minute I remember it, I just take it. And it doesn't have to be, sometimes I might only take it three times a week. Sometimes it might only be two, but that's that's better than none. And so it's just like, that's just how I remind myself. I I don't try and beat myself up when it's like, oh, it's only three times a week. You're meant to be taking it five times a week. I'm like, fam, three is better than zero. So we're going to be happy with three. My body is going to be like, we got some iron in here. Let's be moving (laughs) and shaking until the next time this baby tries to give us more. You know? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely hear you. Um, To be honest, I think I'm, I've just been really reflecting lately and I think that's probably why I'm being hard on myself. But realistically, I will spend all day on Netflix and not even give a shit. So, yeah. And and if that's how you want to spend your days, that's how you want to spend your days. Period. Literally. Period. Like, I'm not gonna lie, Netflixing or watching is a it's a form of self care. Like, and to be honest, actually, just to add to your point, um, Veronica, about giving to yourself. Like, honestly speaking, it's as much as we're trying to fight the fight and do the deed and try and make the world a better place. Like, 
you know, the little, let's recognize the little things that we do do for ourselves. Because sometimes you also, do you ever get guilt when you're doing self-care? Like, for example, moments where when I spend doing things properly, doing things the right way and doing things with 100%, well, 100% of what I believe is my 100% anyway, um, um, efficacy and being as, as, as um, working at my optimum, basically. And for whatever time in my life, that 20% that I, that I decide to go off course, it's like, I could be doing, working so hard and hitting all my targets at work. Um, like in, in the space of a month, I'm doing that for three weeks. And one week I have, a, I have an off week and I proper feel so, I literally beat myself up. I'm like this, I've just been disorganized. I'm not even focused on the fact that for the three weeks in the month, I've been doing things fantastically. I've been doing things really well, mm -hmm. but I'm having an off, I'm, I'm off course. I'm off, I'm having an off week or off time. And it's like, I'll be beating myself up for it. And it's just like, you know, we need to try to not be too hard on ourselves. And also it's actually is okay in life for you to just fall off, fall short of what is your usual standard, because maybe that's just mm -hmm. your body telling you, your body in a way, somehow, you're just not as productive and your body's just telling you, like maybe you just need to take a step back, you know, because you're not a robot. Bro, so, body no be firewood. Like, in, body no be firewood. like, I feel as if like, this is also, I would also say with that, that that also really, really comes down to like, how the facts like, I don't, I don't, I'm learning more and more about how these structures of these isms and schisms that affect the way that we navigate the world truly, truly play out in our lives. Because when that happens, right, it's usually that we're operating under capitalism, which has, which how we interpret capitalism right now, like one thing that I would be able to say is that, hmm, is this hustle culture, this culture of having like these, this multi-hyphenate culture even like everyone we know is a multi-hyphenate like I've got a full-time job and I'm doing a part-time this and I'm doing a part-time that and I'm also running a mm -hmm. mm. that type of culture that like we're inoculated in burns you out number one and that is a, that is a fact that is a fact of capitalism mm. and you're trying to get to you're trying to I'm trying to have eight streams of income so that when <laughs> when, 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 when when, when the next global global recession hits, I'm okay. Are you listening to yourself? You're telling me eight that you have streams. Uh, bruv, are you listening to yourself? That you're saying that you need to have eight streams of income to be okay when uh, when the next global recession hits? Is, is are we not actually looking at the system that created this and like saying to ourselves, mm. why do you exist? Why do I need to be doing eight? Am I octopus? Do I have eight hands? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. If there's anything that this pandemic has taught me. It's just like how little control as you have of everything. anything. Yeah. Have like how little control you have of everything, and also how futile, like how few, not futile. The word isn't futile, but how um quick, like think everything can just stop. Whether in case of like you lose something or you lose yourself, as in life just goes bam, you know. Mate. And it's like you know that the lich, the line will shuffle. You've just left. The line mm. will just shuffle along, like you need to remember like there needs to be a balance between I want to do all these things because like, there's a passion you know that mm. lines the things that I'm doing I want to do them because that's how I feel productive in my life and to be honest I know what it's like when you just feel like you've not been productive and how yeah that yeah that's also very important it's important to know that yes a lot of people mm. do stuff some people do stuff because they know that I need to I need to stay active I need to stay stimulated and I I want to, because if I don't do that, then I, it starts to affect me negatively, it starts to affect my pocket, one, and you need, that's your livelihood, boy. And then, or it starts to affect you, like your mental health, because it's like you genuinely feel demotivated. When you have a structure, sometimes people need a structure. They need to have things that they do. They need routine. Fine. 
balance that with I need to do this to survive I also need to do this because I need to I for my mental health I need to be productive I need to do something that yields uh yields some sort of benefit yields some sort of positive outcome for myself mm. and then there's okay yeah I'm, I'm doing the things I need to do to survive the things I need to, yeah the things I need to do to survive and then I'm doing this because I want money I'm doing this because I want money I'm doing this because I want money I'm doing this because I want money. I did. I did. I like Michelle, Michelle, yeah, I think you've got someone in your head. Yeah, you're you're really you really driving in from somebody. Yeah, you're really Hello, driving in for some become... some capitalist princes here. Some ca- <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. not to say not to say that there's anybody in mind Mo- that i'm speaking about <laughs> money 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 gang will kill them die anyway. Money gang will kill them die, and it's like okay, right. I just feel like it's maybe you just need to spread your priorities across like the you just need to i i think it's nice to want money and to be honest you know people like the steve jobs and the um my dear their man there <laughs> i don't i don't even necessarily know if because because they had nine streams of income some of them just had a sweet idea some of them paid. also had subjugation of several 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 people around the world do you think steve jobs could be who steve jobs would be if he didn't decimate the the uh, decimate the congo to get coltan do you yeah, think okay. these people could, could be who they're trying to be if they didn't try and like ensure that in certain places they've got such low labor low labor markets mm. and shit shit environmental health that will enable them to make so many phones and so many laptops that even me i'm an apple whore so like but still but like <laughs> you can't you can't you can't take one without the other like it, i'm sorry like we, we I, we're like oh steve jobs hmm oh bill gates hmm but all that at the same time save the congo my dear my dear wow my dear <laughs> one one is two. Oh, that's a word that's, that's a word. an actual mm-hmm. word but like yeah i i, I do think that just honestly it's just a balance it's like live your life live in the moment and actually maybe not you know i do think if you have eight streams of income and your reason you're doing it is not necessarily because you're passionate about all eight streams of income it's because you want money you know when you die dead because those eight streams of income they require work when you die dead your your place is taken by some next man so like just remember that when you're doing these things and also when you're like doing this and then now you're doing you're living in i'm now alone i don't have nobody i'm you think that i'm like look it's because you honestly you pirate you think that yes i'm chasing money but everything else is just going to follow along like mm-hmm. those all those things in your life there's other parts in your life whether it's your mental health whether it's your physical health whether it's your romantic your romantic or whatever family life just your community that you have around you you think those things are just going to be thriving along if you have literally 100% of energy and you're putting 80% into one stream just understand that 20% is actually staying it's staying where it is it's not necessarily going to grow because you've actually not you haven't spread your energy across the board that well mm-hmm. so when you now die dead just understand that either you'll be replaced or that stream of income is going, I don't know, the government will take his bits and then who knows what else is going to go, but you've died dead and your money isn't going to go with you into your grave. Just let's be honest. Um, And so it's like, that's true. You need to try and just be a bit more well-balanced and don't allow capitalism drive you the way it's driving you. Yeah. that's just my own point anyway. It's no, good. it's a good point. Nah, 100%. And I think that's a that's a very personal PSA, but we can apply it to every situation that needs to be applied. But like also <laughs> with like your thing, Debs, about like also feeling like, oh my gosh, da, 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 da. like this hustle, hustle culture, it doesn't do anything for anybody. Like, and think of, we, I know we can extrapolate it to certain situations, but it like, we don't, we don't exist 
by not being in society. So we're like directly affected by what other people think is important. And so mm. that doesn't mean that, okay, because we might be talking the things here tomorrow. Are, am I not trying, am I not trying to balance a full-time job and like all these other things I'm trying to balance as well? Like it's, it's a lot, like everyone's doing a lot, but also remember mm. that sometimes when, when you're, when you're actually, you know, like, cause you know, because you sometimes dissociate from what you're doing. It's like, okay, I just need to do this task or I just need to do this job and I need to do this and I need to do that. The one thing that's still constant in everything you're doing is your body. Mm. And so your body is like, actually, your body is the one that's actually doing the task. Then it's going from this task and it's remembering, it's like, fucking hell, we have done a lot today. Like there was, so like I had an exam yesterday um, but like um, on Thursday I was meant to revise and like Thursday I worked I worked like no Friday I think it was Friday I worked from like nine all the way to two like back-to-back meetings wow. so I was like fuck and I had like a, an hour break and I worked from three all the way to nine and then I was like okay Mm-mm. time to open my book to revise and the book I opened it I was <laughs> my brain was like nope and I was like, and I, and I could feel myself beating myself up. Like, oh my gosh. Cause my brain was like, I just want to watch family guy. Like, but all of this stuff, <laughs> give me something, give me stupid TV. And I felt mm. myself like, I was like, oh my God, fuck. And then in my head, I'm like similar to you. I was like, I haven't taken my iron. I haven't taken my vitamin D. You know, the weather is terrible. I'm not getting my sun hours, all of this stuff. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to take my iron, take my vitamin D, go to sleep and watch Family Guy. And then it wasn't until the next moment, when, morning when I woke up, I was just like, do you know how much, like my body done all of that work. My body woke up, done its little meditate. It done everything. And then you're telling my body, I have to sit down and revise this really intense public health theory. It's too mm. much, mm. you know? There's a lot. And to be honest, I did really struggle with my health at the start of this year, which is, is it is an important lesson to remember like i remember i was in the shower I was getting ready for work i think i passed out and it wasn't a long time but mm. it was because i hadn't been taking my eye it was the ghetto i am oh that was mm. so hard man it was so so hard so then i'm being hard on myself because i know i need to do better for myself but at the same time everything you're saying is so true like you really like again if you die you die there and then if i'm off they'll get someone else so like i need mm-hmm. to i'm i need to make myself a priority because mm-hmm. I'm not their party and I'm not supposed to be, so. <laughs> I'm proud. So, yeah. yeah, and just before we even, like, move on from that as well, please, again, there's that expression of, like, oh, in the, what are you going to be doing now that we're in lockdown too? How are you going to look, look? Yeah, sometimes I'm, I am, I'm finna, I'm finna rest. I'm finna rest. I'm finna, I'm finna rest. I'm finna sleep. I don't even want to think. I'm not even trying to. My new craft I'm is a- I'm going to tap into my passions. Music Mm-mm. is my passion. I'm going to write songs. Amen. But is there, am I going to, oh, how am I going to grind? How am I going to learn a new skill? God now, forbid. I'm not doing anything new. I'm actually just trying, trying to survive. And mm-hmm. that's also okay. You know, as mm. you're talking about echo chambers, everybody is in this, well, what have you done with your time? Not uh, gonna lie, uh, if, if all you've done is up your, you know, improve your anemia, anemia yeah, because you've decided <laughs> to take more time for yourself. <laughs> that's a very big thing. Like, My brain is shrinking. Is <laughs> if, if what you've done is is your skin has now cleared up from a little bit more from you know what it was before because you've invested more more of your money, you've spent a bit more money or more time into you know understanding your skin. That's an, a huge a huge achievement in itself. No, I didn't. Ha- I didn't happen to become POTUS in lockdown period, and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I'm still working, so I'm not really. My, my life has changed. My dear, 
you're 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 like both of you guys are key workers you're doing up key worker jobs it is three much it is three much we're gonna set our like we're gonna set manageable smart goals for ourselves and even if I have to text yep. you like on the day that I'm taking my iron tablets even me I've got three left have I got another prescription no so like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so like it's like yeah even if I have to text you like okay iron 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 like, and I do my iron randomly apparently you're meant to take it in the morning because it helps I'm like at this point at least I've taken it that's fine so mm. I, I think it's just like setting it smaller and un- understanding that yes we do have like commitments to our bodies like very much so mm. we do have those things like okay like I want to work out a bit more but like the way but then what it is is a reconditioning you have to think of it instead of thinking of it as meeting a goal you've got to think of it as a reconditioning because it's a lifestyle thing like I'm gonna I've had anemia I don't know about you but I've had anemia since I was in my teenage years and same sis exactly so it's not going away so I need to recondition my my relationship with it so like in the long term it's better so that's what I remember about yeah anyway boy we've been talking for a quick one hour 20 minutes crazy mm. <laughs> oh wow wow um but yeah so um this was an interesting chat um kind of everywhere and anywhere but I'm pretty <laughs> sure like when we listen back to it it will all it's all it's all very important conversations to be had and honestly like we could go on and on about this but yeah I think I think that we've pretty much have you been enlightened by this conversation to be honest I've definitely just I have it's it's okay genuinely I've been I've been doing my sex in the city binge and um, <laughs> I thought I thought that was an actual euphemism I'm sorry no, wow. no. Oh, oh no 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 I've actually realized on, on all my years that's the one new thing I just I just discovered it and I think I watched a little snippet of something of SJP um getting jilted and I was just like rotted this is this seems intense like I want to know what this is about and I just started watching it and oh my god oh my god it's so relevant to the dating climate which is a whole another topic for another day but that's part of my self-care as of as of recently like it's just really interesting to tap into this is normal this is okay this happens how do we navigate like that's that's just that's my bag in it um and I just need to feel less guilty about that because that's what I'm using and it's, it's really been helping me because I still I'm doing my nine to five mate <laughs> eight to six six, bruv I feel as if I think what we need to do what I do anyway is I try and set myself like weekly goals um Mm. so for example like obviously trying to do a degree and as well as like working full-time is a is a thing in itself but Mm. I feel as if like what I've got to do now is I've completely revamped how I'm approaching the degree because it's physically impossible. So I just need to set myself weekly goals. And whenever I achieve them in during the week, of course, like with time, I'll learn how to space it out because I'm dedicated to growing in myself and I'm dedicated to not stressing myself out by like putting it all on a weekend or something. Mm. And but that comes with time. I I no longer believe that these things happen have to happen overnight. I believe that like transformative change is change is is actually change that takes a while to reconfigure what you know to be true. And so with that in mind, I think yeah, even if it is with Deb's like you know those pill things that like you can get from like Poundland or Superdrug, and they've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on it. Mm. Maybe it's a thing of like buying one of those they're like 30p buying one of those and putting a pill in every single day of the week and then just put in that box like maybe you know like maybe when you're coming into your room next to a bottle of water so all it is is just opening it taking it and then going or like Mm. you know that's what that's what Mm. I've done with putting my putting my um 
yeah putting my anemia pills near my skincare helps me because it's better than like when they told me I needed a blood transfusion because I was so low wow. I was like oh, uh-uh. I was like I'm gonna fix this myself don't worry no needles no needles <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. yeah yeah that's doable yes 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 um so I think we should definitely wrap up we should definitely wrap up mm. um this is this is definitely a very interesting conversation and honestly guys um i hope you've enjoyed listening to this um and i will be passing off the outro to veronica today um because like i know how to do it in it and so (laughs) (laughs) i've gotten my practice Mm. and yeah so if there's anything else you guys wanted to like put out there um Debs, do you want do you want any plugation or um, plugation? Yeah. Yes. Do you want, do you want I any? mean, I don't really use social media. I want to plug the video of that student mapping. I'm gonna give you guys a link. Okay. okay. We'll add it to the we'll add it to when we when we're doing our promo, we'll add the um video there into um one of our Yeah, and we'll also add it to the captions as well. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Okay, guys, I hope, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please do remember if you're listening to us on Apple, like and comment. We had like a really lovely, um, really lovely uh, review from like one of our listeners. And so I just want to say thank you to the person that left the review, but please do review us on Apple. That really means the world of difference. Um, We are currently on Apple, Spotify, soundcloud we're currently on google and i don't want to over promise where we would be on but check our check our socials because i'm trying to get us on different platforms but this thing is becoming very long but don't worry we should be on amazon by the end of next week as well so more places for you guys to listen to us follow us on instagram i don't know to be honest pod if you want to reach out to us please email i don't know to be honest pod at gmail.com that's i don't know tbh pod at gmail.com so see you next week or on our next episode when we will be having somebody from the job market like someone that's renovating their house during a pandemic coming to speak to us about the whole process of buying a house and you know renovating it and all that good stuff yay i'm excited about that one as well actually yes because i have no idea about the housing market yes okay okay (laughs) (laughs) okay well love and leave you guys peace bye